You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and unfortunately, I'm not joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Uh, some unexpected or er, unforeseen circumstances arose, so Ben is not able to be with us, but never fear, because we have, uh, you know, possibly the best person that could fill in for Ben Chapman, our unofficial third host, uh, the king of podcast, uh, you know, the master of movies, Mike Hayes. Yabba dabba do, baby. All right, I didn't know that was your new catchphrase. <laughs> it's my new catchphrase. I'm trying it out. How do you feel about it? I would maybe keep, you know, workshopping. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see what's up. I'll, I'll try something. I'll try something else out. <laughs> Hi, uh, folks. We wa- hey, Mike. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Mike Mike stepped in to make sure. He was going to be our guest anyways, but he, you know, graciously volunteered uh, to watch 1975's Friday Foster, a movie oh, yeah. he also suggested because I'd never heard of it until he brought it up. Yeah, I, I hadn't either. Uh, and to, to give you a little background on where I found it, I, uh, I'd just like to also promote a little little documentary that I saw on the Netflix uh, recently called Is That Black Enough For You? It's uh, Elvis, basically an Elvis Mitchell, the film critic's like essay about black exploitation, a black film up, up and through the black exploitation era. And so it gets into a lot of this stuff and it mentions just so many movies. And they mentioned this one, you know, Pam Greer and Friday Foster. But it's based on a comic strip. And I was like, oh, I know someone who does a podcast on those types of movies. <laughs> Mike has brought us some very interesting ones. But when he said this, I was like, I think he just made this up. And I <laughs> looked it up and no, it really was a, a, a comic strip that appear, appeared in papers, was then put into a comic book. Uh, they made a movie based off of it, and uh, he, she eventually appeared in uh, Dick Tracy comics. So mm-hmm. it's, it's bona fide, uh, and it may or may not be available on YouTube for free. It may, not, it may or may not. <laughs> it is on Tubi.tv, though, if you, yes, if you wanted to free. watch it on a streaming for free with a few ads. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's available a couple places to watch. Uh, and, uh, boy, it's a little... <laughs> It was definitely so far out of our normal movie. Watching. Oh yeah, it is. It is not your normal superhero or, uh, you know, swamp monster type comic book. Turn yeah, movie yeah, like thing. not even like low budget horror movie sort of or like weird experimental like virus or uh, whatever the one was yeah. with the robot people. Uh, <laughs> our, our first black exploitation film. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, one of the rare cases in which unexpected nudity and, and so much of it <laughs> more than oh. I expected. <laughs> I think possibly more nudity than was in uh, Flesh Gordon. Uh, <laughs> the porn parody potentially, of Flesh Gordon. Potentially, as they, as famously as we, we found out that they had to like turn over all the sex stuff in that movie. Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah, because they had filmed it and it was, uh, it was in, in Los like, Angeles yeah. and they weren't allowed to show it. That's right. Uh, speaking of, if you guys have never listened to the one and only episode of Not Another Origin Story, Nights, nice. uh, me and Mike, one time when Ben was uh, going to be away, uh, we recorded a podcast on it. You should listen. It's pretty funny, and you should really watch that movie because it's really bonkers. It is not actually porn. No, it's uh, so good. And, you know, like I, that's my catchphrase always has been, when Ben's away, the boys will play. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's a catchphrase. All I'll right. Sweet. Okay. Uh, so where to begin with this? Uh, well, what well, great soundtrack! Oh, the soundtrack's fantastic. It's great. Like, it's yeah, 1975. So you're in like the height of like some really good like funk music going on in there. 
um, by the woman who also composed, uh, what was that, Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman, or Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman uh, TV series, uh, Chips. Like, she she did the yeah, soundtrack and, I mean, for this. And it's it's got some sweet, like, sort of talking guitar. Yeah. Some great funk. Um, and... Boy, it, it, this movie really is 1975. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> wrapped up uh, from clothing to pacing of a film. Uh, uh, a yeah. need for editing. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit long in the tooth at some points. Yeah, they like the director misunderstood that it, it, it's an establishing shot, not establishing <laughs> shots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, There's once a lot... you show the outside of a building, I don't need six more angles. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of suspense drawn from like just long time frames like that. So, which which can work and, and you know does, but like and it's there's other ways too. Yeah, other easier ways. But this movie also contained like when you first suggested this, I looked it up and I was like, I don't know, maybe this will be like, you know, it's kind of a dice roll with these sort of, you know, like black exploitation and like 70s exploitation films. Like some of them are like really interesting or really weird or fun and then some of them are just like really really bad it just sort of depends yeah you know, the 70s was a real dice roll all the way across the board yeah but this movie had like so many famous people in it i could not believe it it's got pam greer yafet kodo uh scatman crothers is in it mm-hmm. we found out this is only like the third full role of carl weathers in a movie oh, he's great uh, in I mean, this too crazy. oh he's amazing uh everybody's slightly Every, amazing. <laughs> everyone's great oh eartha kit i forget if you oh, said yeah, her eartha but kit is eartha, in it oh and... my god she is still Catwoman. it seems but not dressed oh as yeah her. <laughs> it's fucking between great. like she's eating the scenery and i assume doing blow because i mean mm. she is out there in oh, this yeah uh and she also has one of the longest deaths <laughs> she has a full <laughs> conversation with a woman for like eight minutes instead of calling an ambulance <laughs> Seemed like a poor choice. Could have gotten uh, a lot more information out of her. One would think, but you know, uh, yeah. I, I I mean, the movie starts with uh, some guy at a fashion magazine wanting to get shots of a billionaire showing up. I didn't understand why no. a fashion magazine cares. I never did piece that one together. Uh, and we're introduced to Pam Greer's character and her brother. There's a big age difference. Uh, whose name is Cleve, which is a oh, yeah. pretty great name. Oh yeah. <laughs> in the beginning we keep seeing this like hiding in a closet that he locks the door in it's so for at first i was like oh does he like have some sort of weird like porn thing in there but no he was stealing <laughs> gifts people was were giving his sister and then reselling them on the street oh yeah just just making his doing his hustle man you know yeah he's like uh 15 and you know he's got to make a couple bucks here and there at one point in the movie it appears uh when carl weathers comes to kill pam greer uh he cleave appears to be playing craps outside of their building <laughs> by himself <laughs> yeah i guess just practicing playing craps either the, either that or he was playing uh like what's that game called like jacks which seems I, unlikely yeah i think it was craps i think i don't i don't know. yeah it but was yeah. just so they never explained it he's just out there throwing something at the wall and picking it up and doing it again he's just hustling uh, baby he's practicing yeah he knows what's up uh she goes to see you know this billionaire show up and we're introduced to the beginning of what is a plot i am still not 100 percent sure i understand uh me and mike watched this together and at one point i said i don't know what's happening mike and he tried to explain it to me and i was impressed 
because we were both like talking during the movie and looking stuff up on the internet and he mm-hmm. followed the plot really well. I think I got it. It, it is definitely a plot. It's not a mystery where like there's a mystery. <laughs> well, yeah, the mystery is sort of there, but they they just really don't tell us anything. And and it's I mean, Friday doesn't know really what's going on, but they run that mystery to like the very end of the movie. Like during the final action sequence is also when we we learn what the mystery the answer to the mystery is it's it's it it's an interesting structure for that because usually you'll get you'll un, you'll understand the conspiracy at some point in the movie yes. and then that that incites some uh, like a third act or something right they gotta you gotta fix it but no it's they're they're going for they're doing something for the wrong reasons and at the end they're like actually it's this and like oh okay like yeah yeah like she she goes to explain what I what we are led to believe and what she is led to believe is the answer and then she's like it's and the dude's just standing in the room <laughs> yeah she's, and i was like oh oh this is awkward like, what the fuck's going on <laughs> now maybe there may be somebody out there who's gonna be like oh the plot's really obvious i was not super focused and me and mike were mostly just <laughs> making fun of her for the movie and riffing on it while i was playing so there's a chance i missed a lot yeah you know uh, it's it, it, yeah it's there there's there's a mystery it's okay uh at uh, in the beginning too, during the gunfight where they try to kill the billionaire, is the mm. first of what we learned would be scenes that go on for too long. Yeah. Oh my god! And it's just gunfire for yes. It, it had to have been trying. I'm trying to be realistic, like two minutes or something like that of just. Oh yeah, I would say bang, two to three minutes. Bang, 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 bang. Like, we see a scene earlier where the two criminals who are shooting the billionaire are loading their guns, and they're each given, like, six bullets. So I don't know how they <laughs> kept firing for so long. They fire for hours. Um, don't even manage to kill the billionaire. Manage to kill about 12 police officers. Yep. Which then doesn't even seem to be brought up ever again. No, they're like, fine. They wounded the billionaire, or they shot the billionaire. It's like, yeah, and a lot of cops. <laughs> Like, nah, we're not really that worried about it. Uh, it's it's pretty bonkers. Yeah, one of those so, guys you know. is Carl Weathers, too. We get to see Yes, one of those guys young... is Carl Weathers, looking Must... very Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah. He's got that thick mustache, uh, very... I mean, this was the year before Rocky, so... Yeah. What a what a career trajectory, I guess. Mm-hmm. This, then Rocky, then Rocky Two, then I'm sure other movies, but then The Predator. <laughs> yep. You can tell I follow Carl Weathers' career super close. You seem to, yeah. Arrested Development, he's always got a stew on. Yeah, that's it. Those are like the four things. I don't know if I can name another Carl Weathers. I guess I can name Friday Foster now. Yeah, Friday Foster. Oh, and don't forget Mando. What? Sorry, I was trying to do my Carl Weathers impression in, in The Mandalorian. He, he goes, Mando. Oh, yeah. Mando. You're all right. He is in that. And mm-hmm. I just watched it a couple days ago. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's not, he's not in, uh, no, he's not in Running Man. That's Yasef Koto, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways, now that we're just talking about action movies I like that are all kind of bad. Um, yeah, this, I don't even know, like, the, the plot of the movie well, was, if I understand it. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you try to say what it was and I'll correct you. Okay. As near as I can tell, the aide to a senator... Wanted to kill the billionaire for question mark reasons. I never did figure out why he why it was necessary to kill him. Uh, and then he got the senator he worked for to call together every major black leader in the United States 
to show up at a retreat called Jericho and then paid a group of like commandos who were half black, half white people in blackface to come and shoot it up, which seemed kind of unnecessary if their plan was just going to kill everybody there. I don't know why they had to put on like costumes before it. Yeah, I wonder. And that was supposed to do something. I don't know. I, they the, just wanted I the, don't know what the end game was. Yeah, they just wanted to kill all the powerful black pe- men. And, but this is also, to, to be clear, the aide is also a black man. So, like, there's yes, like. That's why I was like, confused. I was like, if he was like yeah. a white dude, I would have gotten it. But I feel like. I don't know why they had to have some of those soldiers in blackface. Cause like, yeah, because, like, again, everyone was supposed to be dead, so they weren't going to find them. Yeah, and, like... <laughs> you know, like none of them were going to survive and report that it like, was all... Where they hope... Like, they're like, what if someone sees us? We got to make sure it looks like we're all black or something. But I don't know what that would do for it help. It was supposed to, like, I guess, dis- like, you know, destabilize... Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at the black-on-black black violence. But, like, yeah. I... But I couldn't figure out, though, was, like... I don't think they ever explained what the end game was, like what they were supposed to get out of it. Yeah, and like maybe maybe there's some stuff we're missing as two white guys. Like oh, maybe yeah. that, maybe there's like some obvious points that are like, well, duh, it's about this and that that we're missing. But it yeah it didn't really get into that though. It did. <laughs> the very end, she does say the whole plot of the movie, <laughs> just to walk through the whole mystery at the end. I forgot she does say that once, like just before the credits yeah. roll. But I never felt like that accurately explained. What no, oh, no, 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 <laughs> like, you no. Know no. What I mean, I was like, I still don't understand why they did it. You're right. I understand what the plan was. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's just... all they did. They didn't explain like what that was going to do. You're right. They just she just rehashed what we saw. <laughs> We're like, okay, thanks, Pam, for the reminder. Yeah, it felt like you know that bit from South Park. You know, it's like step one, kill all the black leaders in America. Step two. Step three, profit. You know, it was just like, oh, but what was the second part? I needed to know. Yeah. It was very, uh, very odd. Um, but yeah, th- then we're introduced. I mean, I don't even know how to go about this. Like, well, we haven't. Hold on. We're, real quick. Have we said that that Pam Greer's playing Friday Foster, who is a like a fashion photographer? Yes. So, like, that's why she's sent to sneak into an airport to take photos of a billionaire getting out of his plane. Yeah. So, like, that's what she's supposed to do. And then, but she gets caught up in this thing, right? So, she's not supposed to be, as as far as we know, uh, you know, like a detective or a private eye or. No, and and she appears to have a friend named uh, Colt something. Yeah. uh, Who is uh, a private eye. Oh, was he? Okay. uh, yeah, he said that like in the, when okay. they first introduced him, he mm-hmm. said, "I I'm a private eye," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Okay. Uh, his name, you know, that's that's Yafet Kodo's character. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Who in the first half of the movie, I I still maintain he had a bet with the guy who played the police cat, like the <laughs> lieutenant, to see which one of them could finish their lines quicker. Because like at one point, he's talking so fast that I was like, I got none of what that guy just. I mean, there yeah. was like no breaks in between sentences. He's not breathing. <laughs> Yeah, he was just like I, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, he, I have he did another ch- role I need to get to. Yeah, he chilled out at some point. I eventually stopped noticing that, but that was very noticeable. Yeah, yeah, at first. it was just when he was talking to the cop. It was yeah. like the two of them had made a bet, and he was like, "I bet you I can say my lines quicker than you." <laughs> uh, and the police detective, I he appears for like twenty minutes and then disappears and is never in the movie again. 
again, which yep. seemed like an odd choice. He's gone. Uh, and his one defining character feature is he's always carrying a snack-sized bag oh, of chips with him. Loved that guy. Yeah, I was bummed when I realized I hadn't seen him in a while. I'm like, wait, where's chips? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was like, where's chips? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I also loved that they cut the bag across the top, so it would always cut halfway through the name brand. Oh, I didn't so you notice could that. see that it was like a bag of ruffles, but the re- the top of the letters were all cut off, so you couldn't read it saying yeah. ruffles. Can't sue us. Yeah, our no free product placement. I guess no, yeah. they were yeah. like, "Fuck you, ruffles! You didn't want to back Friday Foster, so no free publicity for you." But Dosekis, man. <laughs> There's a prominent Dos Equis bottle that explodes. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and they <laughs> were introduced to uh, Colt Hawkins, the private eye, mm-hmm. at a fashion show that's, like, in, I, I mean, what I assume was just, like, the back lot of the studio with, <laughs> with like, <laughs> some tables laid out. And Eartha Kitt comes out and delivers a monologue in which... It feels like she's like Ophelia, you know, like she's yeah. just completely insane and like acting up a storm. Oh man, doing weird hip motions and way too often looking directly at the camera. <laughs> yeah, she is just giving it the lens. <laughs> at one point, just straight down the barrel, delivering lines mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, somebody should have told her." Nah, that's not how this works. <laughs> but she is like bonkers yeah. in this, like. And then we watch what is literally, like, again, two to three minutes of a fashion show in yeah. which the, the least happy models of all time dance. Oh, they're so up, up, not happy. Yeah, and I, I should have said you can't see it. I said dance with air quotes mm-hmm. uh, because it looked like I choreographed a dance number. <laughs> it's just a lot of, like, hands grabbing things from a shelf or something. Yeah. I don't know what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, a lot of arms raised and then, like, arm to the side. And then, like, yes. sort of a squat. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, like, two of them just sitting on each other's butts, like, pressing yep. their butts together to hold yep. themselves up. And uh, the one lady walked with, like, a move with her shoulders that looked like each time she was stepping, she was dislocating a shoulder. Yeah, they were... would go so far back and then forward. Yeah, she was, like, swimming with them. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a light breaststroke as yeah. she was walking. Uh, and then in clothes, which appeared to just be like regular dresses that she had given them foa like feather boas they were Mm -hmm. they were not good designs they did not try they weren't particularly interesting yeah they looked pretty common (laughs) the one was just like a red dress and then she had a gigantic like liza minnelli red scarf on you know like one of those like feathery scarves it was an odd look we we thought (laughs) as you said what was it they look very muppety oh yeah yeah they were a bit muppety (laughs) yeah there was one that was like big bird one that was like uh elmo it was an odd choice and it went on so long yeah. like just so so long and those characters are not important to the plot of the movie no well <laughs> like one, at all one of the one dancers of them is. was yeah because yes. she ends up getting stabbed yeah she was friends with uh our girl friday uh mm. and gets stabbed in the back oh right by, the spine by our you know the nemesis of all uh mr carl, carl weathers, weathers. Who, what, uh, what was his name? Yarbrough. His oh, Yarbrough. <laughs> Yarbrough. Um, there was also, I, I forgot too, when we were talking about Cleve's, um, like, scam. Oh, yeah? His scam is primarily run on a pimp named Fancy Dexter. <laughs> yeah! Who, <laughs> who 
who appears to like drive a car that has a phone connected to the a car behind him, mm-hmm. and, which is just full of his prostitutes, and he's driving his own car separately, and he shows up every day to hit on friday foster and try to convince her to be a pimp for him and sleep with him yeah which seems like a hard that's a hard ask you know yeah it's, it, that's <laughs> why like that's... he keeps bringing gifts and then eventually yeah, he gets bringing... get the right idea and brings some gucci and tiffany shit yes he was very offended when cleave told him to bring some gucci shit yeah uh <laughs> Uh, and then Cleve is just stealing it, never yeah. telling her that she's giving him gifts. And then she comes down, and he's basically like, girl, <laughs> you should be a prostitute. We got dental or something. I mean, like, his his yeah. reasoning for being a prostitute was very confusing. <laughs> it was. Uh, and it's one of the better exchanges. But his character has zero to do with the plot. So I can oh, only yeah. assume he's a character from the comic. I, they were like, we got to put him in. Yeah. It kind of felt like that, right? Like the, the idea of there being a car full of, of the prostitutes, like that falls behind. Yes. It seems like something you'd see in like a comic strip. Like this is, yeah. Especially like sort of like a, a Dick Tracy kind of like, yeah. Goofy. Yeah. Uh, but like, I also, in my mind, I was just, he felt like the, almost the most exploitation part of this movie because he was like such a like a stereotypical character of the 70s it was yeah it was not a great look um then i mean i i guess uh pam greer pulls sort of a captain america uh where she just starts stealing vehicles all the time from people she doesn't pretend to be sick first but no. After catching Carl Weathers at the funeral, she chases him in the hearse. She stole, <laughs> she stole the hearse. So we get a chase scene that's a bit too Which, long, but yeah, it's, I, at least I, it's in a hearse. Is a generous uh, term. They, yeah. They're going kind of fast, I guess. Mm, they were looking pretty good when they were going down those hills. Like when we were like, oh, it might launch. Yeah. There was like some good like downhill things, but they, they We were didn't really launch. hoping to see a hearse just bottom out, oh, you know, and break its axles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a real Dukes the Hazard. Um, no such luck, though. No. Next uh, and time. then she proceeded to, like, chase him into an abandoned building. Yeah. And then slowly walk around it. Another scene that was so long. <laughs> yeah. But it was so long. I think, is that the scene you, no, that, but you pointed out, similar to another thing you pointed out, is that, like, the music does a lot of the work on these long scenes for the suspense. Yes, yeah, so. that is the scene where they were really selling, like, the music. And, yeah. But literally nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. The only thing that could have been less is she just stood perfectly still. That's the only way further, fewer things could have happened. That could have been suspenseful. If she just stood there for five minutes, you're like, she's going to move. I swear she's got to. Yeah. She's got to move. <laughs> oh, something's going to happen. She's just standing there. Oh. Uh, oh, no, next scene. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, that also contained one of many, like, sort of bizarre, out-of-place jokes in a way. She runs out, and for some reason there's cops there, and they try to arrest her because she's oh, trespassing, right. I guess. And yeah. the one cop starts, like, feeling up her boobs, <laughs> and he's like, ooh, maybe we should get a matron to do this. And he has, like, this really creepy smile. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, he, he starts patting her down, realizes he's having way too much good of a time doing it. <laughs> to his credit, pretty quickly goes... He, like, taps the side of her boobs and then, like, hands up. He's like, whoa. Just smiling. Just like, too much fun. We got to get the lady to do this one. Yeah. He's like, oh, no. I, I'm, things are happening. You know, and you know what? Good on him. If only more, yeah, good on more police officers were like that. Yeah. If, if only any of them were like that. Uh, 
uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, I can't remember, there was another joke that was kind of like that, where I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I guess every scene with Fancy Dexter. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, like, not a good pimp name. <laughs> I don't know, I like it. You like it? Should it's we start a... calling you Fancy Mike? Maybe. Well, I like, I think the, the juxtaposition with Dexter, too, because Dexter, in my head, is kind of like a nerdy name. Yeah, so very like, nerdy name. Fancy Dexter. <laughs> oh, he's fancy, that hmm. Dexter. Ah, it is. I don't even. I'm trying to think of the order of the film because, like, after there, it just it then you I just mean, start getting what becomes. Uh, I guess it happens before then, isn't it? But we just get to see. No, I think it's after that where we just get to see Pam Greer topless, which I I did not realize was coming. <laughs> oh yeah, we got these these seventies Pam Greer black exploitation movies. There's gonna be some yeah, Pam Greer I, boobies. I guess it checked all the boxes for those. Uh, she gets attacked in the shower, which was one of my favorite scenes, because he comes in and, like, has a knife and just lunges at her. <laughs> yeah, she just moves to the side. Oh, it's he great. He slams into a bathroom wall and she runs away. But oh. then he gets spooked because they get seen by another woman in their his, her building. Yeah. And he just leaves. Yeah, she, like, he, like, chases her down the hall and then she, like, sees a family, hangs out with him for a minute, and he's like, ugh. I, I I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he crossed the line at like killing kids or something like that. So he's well, like. Well, I wondered if it was because he was like those people can ID me and there's I don't want yeah. like that's that's too much that's too many people to kill. Yeah, something I happened know, and he was... chose it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then like Pam Greer just starts. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but appears to just start fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's getting hers. You know, she's got the senator and she's got the billionaire. Oh, yeah, they go out to... And her private eye guy, it turns out, at the end. Yeah, Spoiler. they go out to, like, Washington, and I, I'll be honest, this is where I kind of started losing what was happening. Because <laughs> they start talking about this Black Widow, and I could not figure out what the fuck that was. No, well, that's... It, it seems like it's a woman, but then, no, it, it just had nothing to do with the plot, right? It was yeah. just, like, a code no. name? No, 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 it, it was... Yeah, well, I guess... It, the plot it, it was the plot like, almost exclusively at this point because that she's trying to find out who Black Widow is, and so she's going through this stuff to figure that out. But then she finds out that Black Widow's not a person; it's a thing, and they think it's this conspiracy thing. But they don't know what the conspiracy uh... is. They think it's just a code. They don't. They the billionaire believes it's a code name for something, but he doesn't know what. And so then they think they figure out what what that what that is, and then it turns out. I guess, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I got it finally. But yeah, that was ba- it. Was basically the plot was like trying to figure out what Black Widow was. At this okay, point, got, you know what, guys? I think I figured it out. <laughs> you got there, baby. S- 60 I'm still a little <laughs> hazy. Well, that's all right. Because uh, they also introduced like so many characters, mm-hmm. and I I could not keep their names straight. I wasn't like super focused. So I was having a really hard time remembering what the senator's name was. Oh, yeah. And what, because they were like, oh, Blake Tarr. I was like, wasn't that the senator? And then you were like, no, that was the billionaire. And I was like, then what was the senator's name? <laughs> Foley so they would say it, and yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. It was David Lee Hart. Hart, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and so I never, so whenever they were talking about the senator, I had no idea, because they would just call him, like, Hart or something. I was like, I don't know Which one's is. the, yeah. Yeah. So it it hurt my chances of probably following the film and mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. having fair. a general idea of what was going on. <laughs> That'll happen. It does, you know. It does happen. 
Yeah, we get that. Yeah, then it's just like a lot of like kind of some chasing some stuff down until like the end, kind of right. Like we get a helicopter, yeah. helicopter action. Oh my god, so many helicopter actions. She gets picked up by Blake Tar, who we find out is still alive, which I was unaware we thought he was dead because he was clearly alive at the end of the opening. Scene. Yeah. So I know they acted like it was a big reveal, and I was like, oh, I thought everybody knew he was still alive. He just got shot in the shoulder. Yeah, I don't. And as we all know in movies, that means nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, they go from there, and she appears to sleep with the senator after attending mm-hmm. a party where Scatman Crothers plays a pastor who wants her to come out to his retreat to have sex. He grabs her ass while he's yeah. talking about it. Oh, that preacher, nasty old man, as she called him. He he was he was a very dirty old man. That's. Uh, But, yeah, and then she appears to sleep with the senator, I believe. Yeah, uh, and then, I think it's implied. Then she meets up with Blake Tar, and they have a very confusing sex scene in mm. which there's just, like, a them in a tub, and she's just, like, listing, like, a uh, OK Cupid profile. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't know like each she, other very well, so she, he's getting to know her. Just so she's, like... Very odd. She, yeah. she likes, uh, what was it, horses, cats, and men, not necessarily in that order, That's which right. seemed like a weird... Uh, she also was a Gemini, I think she said. And yeah, that, it's, it's, I think that's like the, the most famous line from the scene, uh, from, from the movie, it seems to be. What is? That, that whole also, line um, uh, oh. about, because it's kind of like a feminist line. She's like, I'm a woman first, and then I'm like, oh, you yes. know, I'm an older sister, and I'm this, and I'm a that. And then she gets into like the other stuff, too. I swear I saw that quote somewhere around. Anyway, but they, they kind of point that out in the that documentary I watched. It was kind of. An interesting oh, really? thing about it, yeah. Hmm. But so this was like a serious documentary or like a funny documentary? Oh, very serious, really fascinating. Okay, just fascinating about okay. like, yeah, like the history. I don't of mean Black funny, Center. but I mean like, did you ever see the documentary on Canon Films? No, I didn't, but I forgot you that never, existed. Oh, Shit, you should you should really watch it. It's called Electric Boogaloo. I will. Uh, it's an amazing, and it's funny, not like on purpose, but like because they're like telling like these insane stories. Oh yeah, like, I get you. Oh my you. god, this is fascinating. I get you. Yeah, I will have to check out this documentary though. I love a good uh, film documentary. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to the, this movie. I was trying to see if I could find her quote, but yeah. it's not on IMDb. It's, so maybe it's not reason. that famous. I, I just maybe that's just because it's the first thing I probably heard, but. Yeah, they do a little hot tubbing and some body rubbing and some fucking. And then uh, she chases someone in a stolen milk truck. Yes, that was uh, <laughs> a scene which was pretty amazing. Uh, they really raised the bar. Again, yeah, again, she decides she needs to do something. Uh, and so she steals like a milk truck. <laughs> It drives over a dude that uh, Yasef Kodo's fighting. He's, like, punching him, and the guy's getting ready to get the jump on him, and she just plows into oh, this yeah. dude. What was funny, too, was I was making fun of the fight scene when it was happening. I was like, this looks like me and you could, like, do this. Because it was like, <laughs> you know, like, I'll grab your head and push you towards the car, and you'll hit it with your hands, and it'll sound like something happened. Yeah. And then... And I was like, we could do that. And then, like, a dude just gets hit by a truck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, well maybe I undersold it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, really 
brings up that you're like, when she steals the Hirsch, like, haha, that's fun. It's a big Cumberly card that she's stolen. And she then finds a more cumbersome car to steal. To yeah, chase. it was like, they were like, can we one up the scene where she stole a Hirsch? And they're like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we got a milk truck in the back. Let's do that one. And I, I <laughs> yeah. love it. I was so excited. When, when, when you see her look at that milk truck, I was just like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I wish we had gotten more. Like, I was hoping for a car chase where she was like throwing bottles of milk out the car, oh my God. Like, like the car behind her. If only just like splash and that makes them crash. It just didn't happen. Oh, but when she did, remember when she pulled up to the compound that she, that she she solved. Oh yeah, because this word Jericho became part of the code too. Um, yes, but yes. like the she, when she pulls up at the compound, she someone's like, "What what's your business or something like that?" And she's like milk delivery and just slams a jug of full of milk on this guy's head it it's just breaks it on his face oh, and then drives off uh, it was pretty stops great. It. it was a good Runs like to the retreat <laughs> while there's like 90 guys with guns who are doing nothing yeah oh god it was a really good like punctuation on the end of that like chase that wasn't all that exciting <laughs> no because like, it, it basically was less of a chase more of just seeing a woman drive a milk truck yeah. to a place yeah where we also saw that they misspelled the word jericho and just went with it and didn't sign yeah <laughs> they I forgot to put the h in jericho yeah i, could, I can't can't decide it doesn't seem if like it was like on purpose yeah like it was like, supposed to be like an abbreviation for something like or or i wonder if like that compound is a real like place and it is called jericho oh, spelled that way and they're like we want to show the plate you know the name plate they don't have to but they wanted you know <laughs> yes. yeah maybe maybe it was like an actual place but for somebody not alive in the 70s i have no idea what yeah was. so when they pulled up i was just like that's weird uh I did find her quote, and then I lost it all. Nope. Uh, it says, who am I? Well, that's a funny question. Well, first, I'm a woman. Second, I'm a photographer and a big sister to a little brother who's really 40-year-old man. And I like cats and dogs and horses and men, but not necessarily in that order. <laughs> I make my own decisions, and I'm a Gemini. There you go. There you go. Now you know who Pam Greer is. That's right. I also found a, a great quote from Fancy Dexter. Oh, and which I can't read all of it because oh. it contains several offensive words. Sure. But uh, he's basically talking. She says that he's lost his mind because he's trying to get her to become a pimp for uh, them white boys would be tearing down the doors to get next to you. Yeah. And then he says, I haven't lost my mind. My girls know that with them bad rags, tough pad, and I'm in some heavy blow in a boss ride. Shit. <laughs> I, I'm assuming heavy blow is cocaine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. What is tough? Is tough pad just like a cool place to live? Maybe, or maybe and bad it... rags sounds like a weird way to say nice clothes. Yeah, could be that, or like the neighborhood could have been the. Hey, I don't know. Oh, maybe I don't know. Just the way he delivered the line, because at the end he's like, "She." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just the way he said it was so good. Yeah, it was. Um, it was great. He was probably one of the better characters. Too bad he was only in it for a very short <laughs> yeah. period of time. He, for for the sole purpose of the Cleave story, like we like the, the Cleave yes. story has nothing to do. Like they they, they didn't intertwine None it in some off. way. No, I mean the joke is basically just that Cleave is stealing the gifts and then he's like trying to hustle sell them. Like that's the whole through line of his story. Uh, I like that it was there, but it it has nothing to do with the actual movie <laughs> yes so much stuff happens where you're like boy this does not this is not paying off at all 
Uh, except for at the end, she has all these gifts and Cleve's all excited because I guess he's planning on stealing. Them oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, them. she's like going out for the night, and he's he's gonna. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be able to sell all these. Yeah, he's so excited. It's pretty good. He, got, he finally got some Gucci shit from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's like another great line. What did he say? Like Gucci shit. I don't mess with them Italians. <laughs> no, yeah, he calls them Italians. It's good. Just he's just everything. Just yeah. He's, he's what a great. treat! What a wonderful treat indeed. And I mean, Cleve, what a guy! You know, yeah. an entrepreneur at a young age. Mm-hmm. I think we should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they asked him like, "What does he say?" He's like, "Are you trying to?" What is he? he says the guy says something to him, and then Cleve just goes, "No, it's black. It's just black capitalism. Oh. It's fucking great." Oh yeah, he said. So now you're hustling. Huh? He's like, "No, strictly black capitalism." That's right. That's right. It's a great line. And this it's Cleve just, is killing it. It's this 15 year old kid reading it with just the smile on his face. It's so good. After watching him put like 18 spoonfuls of sugar into a bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, with the line, he does that, and the guy goes, why don't you put some more sugar in your cereal? And he's like, nah, I don't like it that sweet. <laughs> so good. Such a stupid joke, but I really dug it. It was good. Yeah, there was a couple of, like, actual moments where I was like, that's pretty funny. Uh, I also, uh, we, we found this out, which was something I enjoyed. Is the movie starts on New Year's. Uh, they mm-hmm. specifically say that it's New Year's Eve. Uh, and then at one point they're just driving and it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike was like, "Oh, it's Valentine's Day now." And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. I thought it had been four days, it, five days max, yeah. and it apparently had been a month and a half. Yeah, yeah, we got <laughs> no explanation Mm-mm. of time passing. Just nope. It was very odd. I, I, um, I wasn't counting the night scenes, I guess, but I'm pretty sure it didn't. It wasn't. I, six I, I weeks. don't think there. I don't <laughs> think there was 37 of them. <laughs> I might be wrong. I mean, yeah, I don't recall that many. Uh, You know, I guess maybe she. I guess maybe in real time, her looking in that abandoned building for that guy was maybe six or seven days. (laughs) It certainly felt like it. Uh, (laughs) But then, like, yes, the the climax of the movie is basically the senator's aide has again for I, not one hundred percent sure why has set up them all to be killed and like a massive gunfight breaks out and for some reason there's like a bunch of shotguns and this, <laughs> this religious retreat and they're just like firing out the windows and it's like a group of like half white guys in blackface and it's very weird yeah and then uh blake tar shows up in his helicopter which then unloads like 28 guys like it's a clown car like wonderful they just kept coming and all carrying like uzis and (laughs) they just run up and start shooting people in the back and it's like so funny because the guy playing tar is like holding the gun in the weirdest way i've ever seen a person hold any gun (laughs) let alone uzi and like when he fires he has no facial expression and the gun is like not moving it's just like little puffs of air coming out and it's like he clearly is he's like it's like at his waist there's no way he's aiming but he hits everybody he fires at but he looks cool he's just like also yeah he looks i mean bell-bottom pants Mm -hmm. turtleneck yeah tactical (laughs) turtleneck uh he looks like a badass he's got sweet mustache good hair he 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 looks he just looks like a cool badass dude (laughs) 
but yeah but, and but he it, is what, what they refer to him as the Bla- the black howard hughes is that what they yeah. said in the beginning of the movie he's like the black howard hughes oh, okay which i feel like by the 70s everybody knew he was batshit insane so that doesn't seem like that much of a compliment <laughs> there's other white rich assholes they could have named him at. they could have said he was it just seemed like an odd choice yeah i don't they're just they're just looking for the money guy oh i forgot to talk about uh, also an amazing scene mm-hmm. which is we meet a guy i don't remember what his name was he had a really weird name he was like the other fashion designer oh Ford yeah Malot yeah or Malot or something something like that yeah and he's apparently part of the scam right yeah because that's why they kill him because he knows what's going on and he's like making a phone call from a payphone and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Carl Weathers just like slowly backs up a garbage truck, oh. and then as the guy's hanging up, he just floors it backwards into it. It is an amazing scene. It's they so cut good. it so well. He just the guy's like panic scream. <laughs> it's oh, and end up the the phone booth is up against a wall of a, a wall too, so it's not just a freestanding yes. one. So he just fucking pancakes that phone booth into the wall. It's in like oh, it's so good. It's so good. And we started talking about all the movies that feel like they stole from this. Yeah. Like, that's clearly the Matrix just stole this. <laughs> the Wachowski sisters saw this and were like, let's use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what the other, there was another part in this we were talking about that's just like another uh, movie. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. I don't is, remember no. either. But yeah, there was, there was a few spots where we're like, man, we, we were like, when, when did that come out? Oh. <laughs> and we're like, oh shit, that came <laughs> after this. There's this scene in the beginning where they're driving away in a car chase and they nick the back of a oh, car yeah. and it just catches on fire. We were talking about how I think it was NBC got sued for doing that to like Fords. <laughs> they like put bombs in them to make them explode when people rear-ended them. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, that uh, fire there was something else, but yeah, that fire was so good because it was obviously just like a little, it, just a little scratch along the side and yeah, like, and then it just li- <laughs> like maybe a cracked tail yeah. light. Then like the gra- the ground below it lights fire and it yeah. catches the rest of the car. <laughs> As if the car was made, yeah. like the trunk was holding gasoline, the tank was holding gasoline. But but they did also just light a car on fire. Like we we both were like when it when they, they drive past it and it happens, <laughs> we both go like, whoa, that's okay. So they just lit that. Okay, <laughs> you're like yeah, and then no safety again, regulations up, going on at all. <laughs> yeah, they just left a burning car on the side of the yeah. road and closed up the chute. There was a couple of scenes where I was like, ooh, boy, there was not a lot of safety back in the seventies. No. When they're uh, running around on the get... rooftops and stuff like that, I was like, "There's yes, they're doing someone's doing these jumps." Yeah, somebody's doing these jumps on buildings where even if they had put like a plastic thing, you know, like a pouch to catch them, like an air balloon thing, they're gonna hit the wall yeah. to see the jump and like be killed. Yeah, but that is also uh, we our final scene with Carl Weathers, who I guess the guy does say he's incompetent at the end of the movie, so he does point that out, because he is fucking terrible at his job. Yeah. He has, like, three chances to kill Friday Foster and blows all of them. Uh, and <laughs> he, they go to see uh, Madame Rena, who is uh, Eartha Kid. Yeah. And she comes oh. out, like, crazy as ever, and is just like, why are you stirring up? And all of a sudden, you, they just cut to a shot of Carl Weathers, <laughs> and he shoots her, and she just falls over. Like, as if Carl... They come from the same direction. Yeah, so, like, like he's behind her. just, like, sitting in her office. Yeah, I don't understand. Then he runs away, and uh, Yasef Koto chases after him, you know, mm. and they have this protracted scene where they're running across rooftops, 
And I kept being like, where's his gun? Like, he just shot somebody. Why isn't he trying to shoot him? And uh, eventually he pulls it out. And then, I don't, I don't, it was really bad. <laughs> like, yeah. they have, like, they have, like, a fight scene, which is, like, one person who's out of shape and one person's in really good shape, so it looks really bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> the best part is, you think that, you know, what, what is this character's name? Colt? Yeah. Yeah, Colt Hawkins yeah. is going to win. The good guy, our, our PI. And uh, all of a sudden... Yarbro uh hits him with a board and raises it up like he's gonna stab him and he just proceeds colt just like shoots him twice in the chest which clearly <laughs> kills him and then he like makes a face and then he shoots him two more times mm-hmm. and they show like a shot of <laughs> kodo and he has like no expression whatsoever <laughs> like it almost looks like a still frame yeah it's just like bang bang and then they zoom in on carl weathers dying making this amazing face and then as they zoom in, you hear him fire, like, four more times. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, dude, the guy is dead. You don't have to keep firing. You gotta make sure, Pogues. You gotta like, make sure. Like, at a certain sure. point, it, it changes from self-defense to <laughs> just straight murder. You know, you fire eight more times. If you reload, it's no longer self-defense. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty great, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that, yeah. <laughs> that was good stuff. It was something. It was... You know, there was, there's a lot of, yeah, I think it was a bit slow, but like, yeah, I, I liked a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there was a lot of good parts. I mean, it, it definitely, I mean, there was certainly some dialogue that was very 70s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just did, did, did not age well. Uh, but overall, I actually found it quite enjoyable. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It was good to watch it with a friend, too. Yes. I guess that comes to the question is, would you recommend watching it? Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't think it, it doesn't need to jump up on top of any lists, but if you're feeling like, you know, like a Pam Greer movie, this is a this is a perfectly good one to watch. Yeah, I, I think and I think it was uh, I don't know, it helps Mike's very funny, but I enjoyed watching it with you. I had a good time, even yeah. though like there was definitely like while I was watching, it, I was like, oh, thank God we watched this together because. I would have been like fast forwarding. Like, <laughs> would have missed some or, of like, those subtleties. Just, and, and I would have lost. I would have had even no clue. Oh what yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much of it was us talking and how much of it was like. I guess I'm just dumb. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if I would have uh, followed it quite as much. Yeah, we had we had each other to fill in the blanks for each other. It was good. It was. I don't. Let's not say for each other. <laughs> well, okay. It was mostly you trying to explain it and me being a horrible well, judge of how old Cleve was. <laughs> well, you. You would definitely say things, and I'd go, "Oh, that's right," or I'd, oh, "That's that guy's name." Like I just wasn't asking the questions. I was, I had the questions, and then you would answer them for me without you even knowing. So it was actually perfectly symbiotic. Well, it worked out great then. Mm-hmm. Uh, this does what this experience really taught me is: I wish we had known that there was no actual porn in Flesh Gordon, so we would watch <laughs> that together. Yeah. Because I think we were both like, I don't know if I want to really watch porn with him. No. That's kind of weird. That'd, that'd be a bit weird. <laughs> Yeah, so had I known that there was literally no sex in Flesh, Flesh, or Flesh Gordon, there was more sex in Barbarella than yeah. was in a porn parody. <laughs> God, remember how good it was at the end when that monster showed up? Oh my up? God. Voice... And he had that insane voice. Vo- 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 Harry Nielsen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was so good. It was amazing. God, I love that movie. Uh, well, 
Go ahead. No, I say I love that movie. I just God. Oh, it was really good. I I highly recommend you guys go listen to that episode and find that movie. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and you know, check out Friday Foster free mm-hmm. on Tubi. That's we're not right. getting any. We're not getting any ads for that, but you know, yeah. I guess we'll throw them. Maybe maybe they'll hear this and sponsor yeah. the show. Come on, Tubi sponsor. We'll take we'll take like five bucks. You don't have to give us a lot, Tubi. Uh, <laughs> speaking of sponsors. Uh-huh. We don't have one, but speaking of, <laughs> speaking of plugs, Mike, tell us about your many faceted, uh, all your, you know, multiple podcasts. Oh, well, they're all basically gone. Um, what? Yeah. B movie mania still has like, uh, you know, like it's on a bit of an, a hiatus at the moment. We got a couple movies that we're working on, uh, and stuff like that. So taking time away from that, though, the final episode still like the final episode of the season still hasn't like posted yet. So eventually that'll happen. So sorry for anyone who's really looking forward to watching the green misty sky and, or has watched it and wants to listen about it. Cause it's, it's still not there yet. So, you know, good luck on that. I'm just going to nothing better than watching a bad movie for a reason. And then finding out there was no reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's a, that's a rough one, but, uh, I guess I'll seed plugs to then actually just promoting that doc I watched that I learned about this from. It was really good. Uh, is that black enough for you? It's on Netflix. Uh, it's Elvis Mitchell's thing. It's it's very good. I'm going to check it out. I might try to watch it tomorrow. Uh, okay. Well, I guess Mike kind of let me down. How about, Sorry. You, you know, how about anything for Chicagoans? Uh, you know, I do. Well, I guess I do B-movie bingo at, at the Native in Logan Square on, on like two Sundays a month. So... I recommend that if if you're listening to this before March Jan uh, 26th, I'm I'm doing some movies then. Buckaroo Banzai um, oh. and Six String Samurai. And I think I'm gonna do the Super Mario I Brothers. Think I've seen six. Oh, it's a good one. Oh, I think I'm doing the new the the original Super Mario Brothers movie in April because the the big the new one comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got the I've got the Jenkel cut or whatever it's called, which is something that a bunch of film archivists put together. It adds like twenty minutes to the movie of like lost and archived why, footage. Why would they want to make that movie longer? <laughs> uh, just to give us a little more context, you know. You got to figure out about the Luigi brothers or Mario brothers yeah, or whoever. You need, you need more to know about the uh, Goopas. I don't remember the fun guy. Look at the Last of Us stole or borrowed yeah. so much from the Mario Brothers movie. Like the the fungus is like creeping around. It's like it looks like a cordyceps thing, you know. I think I think they really have Neil Druckmann has a lot to thank Mario Brothers nineteen ninety three for. I, I think so, and I I think that's what we've learned in doing this podcast is really bad movies are actually the first to do all of the good stuff. That's right. That's right. Just just so poorly. <laughs> Well, if nothing else, I recommend you go back and listen to old episodes of B-Movie Mania. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike is, as you know, hilarious. Uh, I always have a great time when he's on the show. So check him out. And, uh, you know, I may try to finagle him into helping me out in the not-too-distant future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, Depending on what's going on. So we'll see. But uh, until next week, come back. We'll tell you what movie's up next. Thanks for coming, Mike. Thanks for having me, folks. Bye-bye.